Okay, this Febrengen was given by the Rebbe in 1965, Parsh uh, Shabbos was then the sixth of year. Let's go. You want a copy of this? Yes. Page Chafalov. Before the Torah commands us, beginning, beginning this historical portion, you shall be holy. There's an introduction, as there is in many other sections of the Torah. God spoke to Mesh. Before the mitzvah, be holy, Hashem uh, puts in the Torah the words, Hashem spoke to Mesh. And then there is another introduction, dictionary phrase. And with this second phrase, there is a difference between this section of the Torah and all other sections of the Torah. Hashem says, besides, Hashem spoke to Mesha, it also says in the Torah, speak to the community of the Jewish people. So Rashi addresses what is this extra phrase, speak to the community of the Jewish people. Rashi says, he quotes the words from the Torah, speak to the entire community of the Jewish people. And Rashi says that these words, these extra words, are coming to teach us something that exists, that happens in this section of the Torah, Unlike all other sections. Rashi says, what are those words coming to teach us about this section of the Torah specifically? That's what unique, that what is unique about this section of the Torah is that it was said Bahakel, meaning it was said to all the Jewish people. And that's why it says, speak to the entire community of the Jewish people, because what's unique about this section of the Torah is that it was said to all the Jewish people together. Kalema. What this means is. All other sections of the Torah, Moshe indeed said to the, all the Jewish people, but that was after he first said this, whatever Hashem told him, to Aaron and his children and the elders. Rashi earlier on tells us how Moshe Rabbeinu taught the Jewish people. The first thing that happened was that Moshe taught the Torah, Moshe learned from Hashem. Then Aaron would go into Moshe's, into Moshe Rabbeinu's uh, tent, I guess, maybe it's an old maid. And I know after Meish heard from Hashem and El Meid, then Aaron would go into Meish Rabbeinu's uh, uh, tent and learn from Meish Rabbeinu. Then Aaron's children would go in. Then the elders would go in. And then. Right. He had his own tent. So then all of the. After Aaron went in and he learned it, Meish taught it a second time to Aaron's children and a third time to the elders. And meanwhile, Aaron and his children are there hearing a second, third time. And then all the Jewish people came in to Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe taught them a fourth time. And Zeb is wondering how they all fit in this tent. I don't know. So that's what, that's the general way the Torah was learned. That's the reason, if you look in Gemara, on top of the Gemara, there's always four lines of Rashi. 
don't know where this comes from, but I always heard that when you learn Torah, in order to understand it properly, you have to learn at least four times. So there's a tradition that before Rashi could comment on the, on the Gemara, you have to first learn the Gemara four times, and that's why there's four lines of Rashi on the top of the, um, the Gemara. So, so unlike all of the sections of the Torah, where first Moshe teaches it to Aaron and his children and, and the elders, and only then does he teach it to all the Jewish people, here, at the very first opportunity before teaching it to anybody else, Moshe teaches the Torah to all the Jewish people together. There's no hierarchy. There's no first to Aaron, then to the children, then to the elders. It go, to begin with, as soon as Hashem told it to Moshe, Moshe gathers all the Jewish people and tells it to everybody together. Rashi adds, what's the reason why this section specifically was said to everyone equally, not like other sections of the Torah? Rashi says, I'll tell you why. Because m- most of the major principles of the Torah depend on this mitzvah. This mitzvah, you shall be holy, is something that uh, all, most sections of the Torah depend on. They're connected to, they're predicated on this principle. And therefore, this mitzvah was said in public to everyone together. That's what Rashi says. The question can be asked, number one, just because most sections of the Torah, most principles of the Torah are predicated on this section of the Torah, why does that necessitate this section to be said to everyone equally? It is true that because there is such important information here that most of Torah relies on, so everyone has to know about it. Even if it wasn't said with everyone together at the very first instance, everyone still know about it. Moshe would still teach this, this section of the Torah to all the Jewish people as he taught all the sections of the, of the Torah. So why does the reason Rashi gives, because most sections of the Torah are predicated, most principles of the Torah are predicated on, on this section, that's why it had to be said to everyone uh, uh, together. Even if it wasn't uh, said to everyone together, even if, it, even if the regular system was used, Aaron, his children, the elders, and then everybody, they would still know about it. So what's the... Rashi doesn't really answer the question. Question number two. How do we find... This calls this question a klotzkash, a question of wood, which means it's like, even if your head is like... You're not thinking. This, this, this should be an obvious question. That 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 klotzkasha? What that klotzkasha? I don't know. Anyways, a klotzkasha means an obvious question. No one thinks of. Question is, and a strong question. Where do we find that in this section of the Torah, mo, that, that the majority of all principles of the Torah are predicated on this section? How do we find that? The majority of all principles of Torah have to do with this. How do we? Where do we see a connection between? most principles of Torah with this section. The new commandments in this section of the Torah, like, for example, the mitzvah of peah, to leave over a corner of your field, that's not something that is a major principle in Torah. It's a detail in the mitzvah tzedakah. Mitzvah tzedakah means, besides giving tzedakah, you should also give a part of your field. It's not a major principle in Torah. 
There are other commandments in this section which are major principles, like for example, like the mitzvah of <coughs> honoring your father and mother, mitzvah keeping Shabbos. But they are indeed major principles of Torah, but they're already said in Ten Commandments. So indeed, these are major principles of Torah. Uh, as the Torah says, that honoring your father and mother is similar to honoring and, and revering Hashem. But uh, also Shabbos, uh, it says that Shabbos is equal to all the mitzvahs of Torah together. And also the mitzvah bringing the carbon shlamim. Carbon shlamim is a unique sacrifice. It says that this sacrifice brings peace to the altar, peace to the priests, peace to the owners of the sacrifice. So it's a major, major sacrifice. And sacrifices are a major part of Torah. Because sacrifices are one of the three things that the world rests on, as we just learned in Prakiyavis last week. And and sacrifices are considered one of the more weighty laws of the Torah. Okay, so we do have some principles of Torah here, no question about it. However, but the things which are major principles in this week, in this, in this section of Torah, aren't new. There are major principles here, but they're not new. The ones that are new aren't major. The ones that are major aren't new. So don't tell me that the reason why this section of Torah has to have everyone there present is because there are some new information that's going to be shared, which is the majority, and the majority of Torah rests on these principles. Whatever we, know, we have learned here that is major, we knew before. Whatever we haven't learned before isn't major. We learned the mitzvah of honoring father and mother and Ten Commandments. And we learned the mitzvah of the Karmen Shlom and Parshish Vayikra. So we, we know all of these, these major principles of Torah. So that doesn't necessitate um, all the Jewish people being present there to now hear these new things which they knew already before. The Kivan Shekin. Haregam, Imyinsa, Tam Vazbir, Lakash Gufa, Tere, Tichon, Lama, Bahakil, Adain, and Muvan, Kivan Shagufa, Tere, Elon, Schash, Bashazu, Kim, Kim, Lama, Nama, Pashazu, Bahakil. So even if you will find a reason why, if something is major, it has to be said with everyone together at first, and we already asked about that, that doesn't really make sense because everyone's going to know about it anyways. But let's say you find a reason because something is major, it has to go out, out of, in a different order, that everyone has to hear it at the same time simultaneously. If you find a reason for that, we still have a question. The question is, there's nothing new over here in this section. So why this section specifically has to have everyone together? Question number three. The language of Rashi is most of the principles of Torah hang on this section of the Torah. It could have written most, sec- most of their principles of Torah were said in this section. It could have said most of the, the mitzvahs of the Torah um, are included in this section. But by using the word um, de- depend on, hang on, there's another nuance here that, that Rashi is trying to tell us. What is that? Most sections of the Torah, most principles of, principles of the Torah hang on this section. What does that mean? Gimel. 
By the way, Dr. Restman, it's very entertaining how you go in and out of the Zoom and the way you go in. Just, just, just want to tell you. Anyways. You weren't uh, coming in correctly on my Zoom. I had to just reboot. All good. It's all good. So, these questions are answered. Each question is answered with the other. Rashi in Rashi cannot say that most sections of the Torah, most principles of the Torah, were said in this section because they weren't. Not only do we not have most of the principles of the Torah in this section, we don't have any. Whatever is, whatever is major in this section of the Torah was said before. So you cannot tell me that this section of the Torah has some major principles because it doesn't. Rather, what's unique and novel in this section of the Torah is is that most of the principles of the Torah are dependent on this. They hang on this. What, the, what Rashi means is, as he says, most of the principles of the Torah depend on this one. That means that the way to fulfill most of the laws of the Torah that we already know before, in order to do them the right way, you need to have something that was added here. This section of the Torah tells us how God wants us to do most things in Torah. There are lots of things in Torah that we know already before. What's unique over here is that Hashem is telling us here um, something that we don't know yet, and that is how to do all the things you do before, you knew that you're supposed to do. Now, how do you do that? We'll do them, for example. <laughs> For example, there's a midst of this section about honoring your father and mother. That's a principal Torah that we knew before. But it adds something here. It says that if your father tells you to do something and it's Shabbos, he tells you to desecrate the Shabbos, and who do you listen to? Do you listen to your father? Or do you have to keep the Shabbos? So because the Torah here puts together the mitzvah of keeping Shabbos, the mitzvah of honoring your father and mother, we learn that you cannot desecrate the Shabbos for the sake of honoring your parents. So that means that we knew there's a principle of Torah here, and it's dependent on this section. This section teaches us how to do the mitzvah of honoring your father and mother. There's also many details about how the sacrifice, the shlom, is meant to be offered. And so it's, it's a major principle in Torah, the, the sacrifice. We know about it before, but we don't know how to do it exactly. And this, and this section of the Torah tells us many details about that mitzvah. And so too, there are many other major principles in Torah that are affected, that are, that are changed because of this section. They, it's not that they're said originally here, but they are dependent on this section to know how to do those things. Now let's go to our other question. <coughs> what do we say? We said since the majority of the laws of the Torah, or the principles of the Torah, 
depend on this section. Therefore, it had to be said in public with everyone together. Our question was, what does one have to do with the other? The answer is, if there were new principles on Torah that we would learn here first, it wouldn't matter if the Jewish people would hear these commandments after Mesha told it to Aaron, and after Mesha told it to Aaron's children, and after Mesha told it to the elders, and only later tell it to all the Jewish people. If there were some, some new information in this section that was not known before, so then that wouldn't bother us, it wouldn't be a problem if Moshe would say it according to the regular order. But since this section is a section that most principles of the Torah depend on, that means that this section is coming to clarify commandments that we knew before, and it's trying to tell us how to do them appropriately. And without that, without this section, we could do those commandments the opposite of the way Hashem wants, and especially because we're talking about major principles in Torah, and we could end up doing them wrong, and not just some principles of Torah, but it says that most principles of the Torah, the details that we're going to hear, will tell us how to do them right. So every moment delayed is a waste. Every moment delayed, thank you very much. Every moment that's delayed... So every moment that is going to be delayed is going to be a waste. You cannot wait for Mish to teach his sections to Aaron. You can't wait for that. Then Mish tell to Aaron's children. And then to the elders. While Mish is teaching it to Aaron and the elders and his children and Aaron's children, it's possible that all the Jewish people will do most of the laws of the Torah wrong. You can't rely on iron coming out of Mesha's tent and telling it to everybody else. They heard from Mesha being in the midst of honoring your father and mother. And they understood it a certain way. Everyone understood it a different way. Some people understood it. If they honor your father and mother, and even on Shabbos, if they tell you that's a great Shabbos, you should that's a great Shabbos. That's what they understood it. So if Aaron's going to tell them some new interpretation of that, they won't believe him. Unless they hear directly from Aisha Rabbeinu, because they already have in their brain a certain understanding of most principles of Torah, to now have everything turned upside down, it won't, it won't be possible for Aaron to do that. Therefore, it has to come directly from Aisha when God told Moshe in this section of Torah, Moshe immediately needed to say this to all the Jewish people together, and not according to the regular order that he did before, because he had to cause, he had to ascertain that there shouldn't be any mistake in these major principles of Torah, and therefore it's worth it to go out of the regular order 
like we find many times in the Talmud, that even if you're in a place where you're not allowed to talk about Torah, however, if you're going to help someone, um, let's say you're in a mikveh and someone's someone's going to turn the turn on the shower because you forgot Shabbos, you got to tell them you're not allowed to put on a shower, not turn the shower on on Shabbos, because even though it's not a place to study Torah, but to prevent someone from doing an aveda, you're allowed to. So we see that. We go out of the regular order. Regular, usually a, a mikvah is not a place to teach Torah. But when it comes to preventing someone from doing, making a mistake, we go away from the regular order. We say, do whatever you can and I'll make sure no mistakes are made. So too, Moshe Rabbeinu was told by Hashem to uh, go out of the regular order and make sure everyone hears this as soon as possible because there's mitzvahs they know already about and they're going to do them wrong. This will help us understand another thing about Rashi. In Rashi... In this section of the Torah, we find that Rashi clarifies many halachic rulings. But if Rashi is meant to translate, explain the simple meaning of the Torah, why does Rashi clarify halacha? And the answer is, although in general clarifying halacha is not the role of Rashi in his, in his explanation of the Torah, however, Rashi has to explain to us why is this section considered a section that most of the principles of the Torah are predicated upon. And to answer that, Rashi has to tell us the details that this section of the Torah contributes to understanding most of the principles of the Torah. This will help us understand another question. We find in the Medrash that after, after the Medrash says that this section of the Torah was said in public because most of the principles of the Torah depend on this section, uh, the Medrash adds there are three sections that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote for us in the Torah, and each of them has 66 mitzvahs. Or another opinion, each of them has 77 mitzvahs. And it lists the three, the three sections of the Torah that Moshe wrote, which each of them has 66 mitzvahs. So the question is, if there are other sections of the Torah which have so many mitzvahs, they should have also been said in public. So according to what we just learned, we understand this. There are three sections of Torah which each have 66 mitzvahs, fine. But the other sections have new mitzvahs. A parashas kadeshim, it doesn't just have new mitzvahs, it also clarifies the mitzvahs that they heard already. And therefore it has to be said to them immediately. What's the lesson? The lesson is in our life is as follows. The Rebbe says, when the Rebbe, I mean, it says when the previous Rebbe, when the Rebbe sends shluchim, and he asks them to devote themselves to spread Judaism, to spread Hasidus, etc. Some people think it may be true that you have to fulfill the mission, but why the speed? You could do this the next moment. And therefore you have to know that the fulfillment of most of the principles of the Torah of those Jews that, to whom you were sent, that your mission is, depends on them knowing this. And in general... There are Jews right now, the Rebbe says, that are looking, this is 1965, in the height of the hippie movement, no? Well, before. I, okay, they're looking for faith, they're looking for Torah, they're looking for mitzvahs. They don't know how to do it and what way to do it. And so, it's the delay of fulfilling this mission could cause, it could cause that they could translate what faith means, the opposite of what faith is really about. If your mission, the Rebbe says, was just for you, for the shliach, so then in order that after 120 years you can come to the Rebbe and say, I did your mission, so then you could say that you could delay it. 
But the truth is that the purpose of the mission that the Rebbe sends is not for the, the emissary, rather it's for the others. In order to save the souls of the Jewish people in the place he was sent. And therefore, you cannot delay the fulfillment of your mission. Because at this moment, it's possible that a Jew could misinterpret what faith is about and learn the, op- the opposite of what faith is. And then there won't be any possibility ability to save him, Chatzashol. But you might say, am I obligated to run to influence another person because of a doubt? Maybe it'll be too late. I don't know if it'll be too late. Maybe it'll be too late. Who says? So therefore we are told that the impact on another person is not just something that is, has to do with the other person, rather it has to do with you. As we learn in this section, that it says most of the principles of the Torah uh, were said in public. To all the Jewish people, to everyone together. That means Aaron had to wait. Aaron had to wait till all the Jewish people got there, got together. And he had to wait until Shulamis ben Basdivri's son was there as well. Everybody had to be there, even the one you know who had caused problems later. But even he had to be there. And only after he was there could Aaron get the instruction from Eshabi. So too, in regards to our subject, that you cannot receive the things that are meant for you until you are involved in giving over the instructions of Torah to other Jews. So it's, it's not just for the benefit of the other person, this has to do with you. You can't receive what, what you're meant to receive until you, you bring this to other Jews. You cannot delay a second. All right, got to march your orders. L'chaim, 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 l'cha